0: Welcome to the very first episode of The Lounge. My name is Elizabeth, and joining me as always are Lauren. Hello. And Daniel. Hey. Now, for those of you who may not know what The Lounge is, it's a Patreon-exclusive bonus show where some combination of the three of us and sometimes a special guest will just talk about whatever's going on for us in our lives at the moment, current events, yada, 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 basically whatever the hell we want to talk about. So now, today's episode is free for everyone, but for future episodes we would uh, encourage you to go to go over to patreon.com slash saying the tone podcast and sign up at the five dollar and up tiers uh we haven't quite hit the stretch goal to make these monthly quite yet so you know we don't really exactly have a firm release schedule for them yet but whenever the hell we feel like talking with each other for an hour or so every every couple months or so not like we don't talk to each other every day um (laughs) But you can help uh, change that with uh, your monthly contribution, no matter how much you choose to contribute. And now with that business out of the way, how the fuck are you guys doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm real excited about some of the stuff we've been talking about talking about today. <laughs> there's some there's some legends that have been alluded to for the past year of us recording that I'm ready to finally hear.
0: Oh, Daniel, how are you?
2: I'm drinking at three in the afternoon, so I'm going. I'm well, doing great.
1: It's <laughs> almost four.
2: That's true. It's almost four.
1: And I'm technically drinking, it's just H2O. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: 5 o'clock over the Atlantic Ocean, so yeah. you're fine.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm excited that we're finally getting to do this. This is one of those things that we knew we wanted to have as part of the Patreon offering from the very beginning, and just through a combination of busyness, laziness, like, being much busier with the actual podcast than we ever, think I think, dreamed we would be. Um, it's taken us a while to actually get started, but I'm happy that we're finally all the- getting- Shout out to all the cast and crew who have been yeah, generous with no, their time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Like, exactly. I, I don't think any of us envisioned that coming up on a year of doing this, we would be, we would be inundated with uh, bonus interview episodes, so, I mean, it's been a good problem to have, but it has also kept us from doing some of the other, like, bonus-type stuff uh, that we would like to do. This, the movie commentaries, uh, some of the other side projects that I've been working on on my end. So it's just a lot of stuff that we want to do for our patrons, and this is part of that. So we hope everybody enjoys it.
1: And yeah, we should, as Lizzie mentioned, we should note that this is going to be not real ER-related at all. So I
2: mean, the, this, an ER okay. will be part of today's episode, I can tell you. Well, yes. It won't be the ER, <laughs> uh, but... A, a, but
0: a yeah. hospital will be part of my, uh, yes. part of my things to share. I think, I y- I think y- there's are sort of my my a, point. Loose,
2: a loose structure within this, at least today's, that... Uh, the ER is involved or a hospital it's thematically related. Medically related but, horror stories.
1: But yes, to our lovely listeners, this is going to be much more of an insight into our personal lives and some of the madness that's going on there so if you want more of a behind the scenes look into your three crazy co-hosts, this will be for you but if you're just in it for the ER recaps maybe wait until our next normal episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well Lizzie, how are you? Nobody asked you that. How are you? Yeah,
0: you brute bastards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thoroughly thoroughly fucking exhausted today fair yeah uh yesterday uh as of the recording this yesterday i had a uh, epidural steroid injection because i have a uh, pretty major case of spinal stenosis which basically means like i have three bulging discs in my lower back like they're not quite like herniated so they don't require like surgery so they likely won't require surgery but like They've been giving me an increasing amount of pain over the last couple of years, and it's gotten to the point where I had to have, a like, easily the most deeply unpleasant medical procedure that has ever been done to me while I've been awake, done to me yesterday. Uh, I'm sure we've all heard the term epidural, so I don't really need to go into too many gory details of it, but...
1: Yeah, it's all ER fanatics. I think most <laughs> of them know what an e- what an epidural is. Yeah,
0: so, but, you know, obviously I wasn't having a kid. Um <laughs> it was where you mostly mostly hear them but uh yeah so the fu- the best part of the whole thing the best part outside of you know outside of just the whole unpleasantness of being in a hospital uh setting with every with the world on fire the way it is where your goddamn mask, people was the fact that because my because my specific pain isn't related to like a herniation they have to like they had to like poke around a little bit down there they they had to poke three separate nerves before literally poke yeah literally poke three different nerves in the in my low in my low left back like kidney-ish area until they were like okay is this is this where your pain normally is is this where your pain normally is this where your pain normally is is?
1: yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh god that sounds awful
0: yeah yeah, and uh, you
1: didn't even get your donut yesterday either, because you got it the day before. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. Well,
0: that was the other. That was the other fun part about all of this was that there was a a scheduling snafu or an emergency that they had in the place or something uh, that was gonna wind up. My procedure was gonna be four hours later than uh, was gonna be four hours delayed by four hours. So they asked me if I would be so kind as to reschedule so they could get some other. Some other more emer- uh, more urgent cases in, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I went yesterday afternoon and said, and they were still they were still an hour and a half behind.
1: Oh, is that why you got home so late?
0: Exactly. Yeah, like I was supposed to like, I got there at one, and then my procedure was supposed to be at two because like they have to take you back, they have to take your temperature, they have to do all of, you know your normal prep stuff, gotta get changed into a gown, yada yada yada. I always find it funny because they always try to make sure I'm not pregnant, which <laughs> trans person. <laughs>
1: I'll pee on a stick all you want, but yeah. there's no uterus in here to happen. yeah,
0: um, yeah I didn't wind up. It was did they didn't wind up like actually like taking me back to the procedure room until three thirty. So
1: that explains why I got so much wow time yesterday. Exactly.
0: Lauren loves to use. I have a much more powerful computer than Lauren does, so she always prefers to play uh, World of Warcraft on on mine just because she can turn all the settings up to max max prettiness.
1: Yep, so on my lunch break yesterday, I hijacked Lizzie's computer
2: for a while. Yeah. So did the shot do what it was supposed to do? Uh, that's... That,
0: um, there was definitely steroids in there. <laughs> because, yeah. Steroids, yeah, how'd last night go? Uh, um, you, you tell me. You were the one who had to deal with it.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: listeners. I have had the most minor, nagging, uninfluential summer cold happening. And... It's culminated in a really uncomfortable sore throat, and I've just been sleepy. So yesterday, picked myself up some NyQuil, and was like, gosh darn it, I'm going to go to bed at 7, take this NyQuil, sleep for 15 hours, and feel amazing on Saturday. Well, I got about two of those hours in, and Lizzie comes in. Oh my god, there are steroids in that shot. Oh my god, I'm so hot. Oh my god, my skin is on fire. Oh my god. I'm just like, huh? I'm asleep. What do you want? Lizzie, Love me. Lizzie gets in bed and starts talking to me. He's like, oh no, I'm sorry, you, you're you trying to sleep because you don't feel good. Yeah, but what's up? No, I'm sorry, it's fine. And it just kept going and then finally it was just like, do you want the cooling towel? Will that help? Do you need anything so I can go back to sleep?
0: Just my skin feels like a, it's, if, if you've never had steroids like either oral or injected, the side effects are way, I was like, at Like, the side effects are just way worse than your pain. so Like, uh, than my pain, honestly, at least for me. Like, just feeling like my skin is on fire for however many days. Because they gave me a much more concentrated dose yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the problem is it takes a little while to circulate through everything. Mm -hmm. So, just because of the area where they're injecting. So, they said it could take up to a week for me to feel... Like, today, my pain is worse. That's what I was Kyle told. All.
1: That's what I was told for mine, too, was Yeah, that it can my, take about a week or two.
0: Yeah, my pain is actually worse today, and they said that that was likely going to be the case because they poked, poked at multiple nerves. Yeah. Oh. So they're, the, my nerves are irritated back there, so bending yeah. over is not fun today. So
1: I got Lizzie, our wonderful cooling towel, and then was like, okay, good night, I'm going back to sleep, <laughs> and abandoned them to their misery because I'm awful and just wanted my coma.
0: Yeah, it's just like, Ugh, just I couldn't focus. You, you can't focus on anything, and everything is just way too. And every like every like you hear every little
1: awful, annoying, possible
0: thing, and
1: like. You were and, even hearing that before you got the shot, though, because you were about <laughs> to scream on our recording earlier in the week. That's
0: just because I was anxious about about getting the shot, but like uh. it just it's. I don't recommend it if you're having a lot of pain, though it i'm sure it can be helpful i'm hopeful that i'll next by the next time you hear from me on one of these shows that i'll be relatively pain-free but i probably will still have to i'm still going still need to do a course of physical therapy we want to do this first to see exactly you know how much pain can be reduced yeah and
1: we want you want to do the pt because it'll help physically reduce the bulging discs if you get ahead of it.
0: Yeah, and strengthen the muscles in the back and core area and all the places that support that. To keep it from getting arthritic and stuff. Yeah. so So That's
1: what's going on with mine right now.
0: Also, shout out to the folks at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in downtown Chicago. Shit, yeah. They are beautiful people. They're amazing people. I can at
1: least speak to their orthopedic team and their pain management team. They are both phenomenal departments. The
0: Department of Interventional Radiology at Northwestern.
1: (laughs) Shut up. That's what they're called. I know
0: sounds like their are yeah. a message
1: so yeah we've we've been having lots of fun over here
2: what would you say and what I would you say up, your like baseline pain level is like just like, like, day, day to day like like day to day is probably like
0: five, probably five or six depending on that some but, but la- constant but, but like constant right, and like lately you know. had me getting up to lately had me getting up to like eight eight and a half oh like not like not quite the worst pain I've ever felt because that worst pain I ever felt was breaking my arms both both arms at the same time no,
1: that's another lounge. I was gonna
0: yeah, say, that's a that's, fun that's, story that's, for another day. Yeah, I think I might have told that on the actual podcast, but
1: <laughs> but yeah, we can go into it. on, yeah, the, on no. the paid content.
0: Yeah. Um, so like I kind of that's kind of my that's kind of my uh, my barometer now as So like if you maybe would have told me like th- four years ago, like ask what I would have been like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. Why am I like this? You know, now I'm just like whatever, dude. Like. <laughs> i've been through worse yeah whereas
1: my my herniated disc was definitely a nine or a ten yeah and i couldn't get out of bed yeah so ouch i feel your pain
0: yeah i would say when i had my herniated disc in my neck it was mostly it was mostly the numbness and tingling that was the main source of issue i'm just ready for this saga of body bullshit to be done i'm hopeful the next major medical procedure i have to have done to my body is voluntary it's (laughs) back pain is like
2: it's the fucking worst because it's like you don't realize how much you use it until it hurts Mm yeah every little thing you do hurts like i i like damaged a nerve in my back a few years ago being stupid and it was like probably a solid two years of like off and on just like it would be fine and then i would do the dumbest smallest little movement that would aggravate it and then i'd be like incapacitated for like three or four days
1: yeah it's like ouch and like the fact that after my surgery for my lower back they had to teach me how to properly sit up so i wouldn't aggravate that area Mm -hmm. just like oh, like no you have to roll gently onto your side and then push up with your arm yeah (laughs) be a little tree trunk
0: to be fair, I had to learn how to do that after my neck, too, yeah. because they did not want me... Because normally, it's like I lead with my head, and probably not exactly the best thing for, health, for your neck health overall, but, like, just go... Did they ever
1: tell you if you should stop cracking your neck?
0: No, and I still do, and I'm terrible. I don't... It actually that. is louder. It's louder now that I have a
2: synthetic disc in my neck. <laughs> I've always, like, I've always heard and I've always subscribed to the idea that the cracking is just air between the joints and between the discs, so...
1: Yeah, but with with Lizzie's, it's not so much the noise; it's the fact that when Lizzie does it, there is a visible movement that happens with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm just like, I'm just like, it's it's the equivalent of a chiropractic adjustment in the micro trauma that is happening to.
0: I have a stiff neck. When you have metal in your neck,
1: it gets stiff. As someone who has never been able to crack their own neck, uh, I crack my fingers though, so I can't talk. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say yeah, uh, crack I I f- my fingers. I cracked my fingers all through school and got yelled at by every
0: teacher. Crack my fingers, crack my toes, crack my low back, which I'm looking forward to doing again in uh, in a few days, after the stiffness has worn down and steroids have a chance to do their anti-inflammatory.
1: But Daniel. Yes. Speaking of you and your fingers, you have a hospital story oh, for God. us.
2: Yeah, we've oh, here we go. We've teased this one enough times. I know on the sh- on the actual main line, main timeline. Um. Yeah. So like this was like. We just passed. Well, I say just because time has no meaning, and this was actually like two months ago. But um, two months ago was two years since I nearly cut my thumb off.
1: I'm s- I'm so excited to hear how this happened.
2: <laughs> it's a f- such a fucking crazy story. Not only the like incident itself, but like everything that surrounded it. Like it all had to happen in a very specific way in a very specific order. If you change one thing, everything else kind of falls apart. So in order to talk about my thumb. And what happened to it. You actually have to go back a little bit further and talk about my wife, Nurse Jen, who we've talked about before. You have to talk about her wrist. Okay. So okay. she has this uh, rare, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a disease, but like a rare condition, I guess, Called, it, but it is called a disease, though. It's called Kindbox disease. And basically what it is is so inside of your wrist, you have all these little tiny bones Um of varying sizes and shapes and either through uh birth not birth defect but like malformation as a baby um or through just uh damage at some point that it didn't grow back or whatever uh she had limited blood supply to one of the smaller bones in her wrist so she only had Ooh. and you're maybe normally supposed to have like two uh two things supplying blood to this particular bone. She only had one. And through some kind of damage or whatever, that one bit of blood supply was cut off, and it caused the bone to kind of deteriorate. And so she had been having... We got married in 2015. We've been together since early 2014. So pretty much the whole time I've known her, she's talked about her wrist pain like her wrist bothers her and she went to a bunch of different doctors about it basically got told it was tendinitis and just to like do physical therapy and do whatever nothing really seemed to help and it was in late 2016 we were getting ready to uh, move to Alaska she was in the military at the time and she was getting stationed in Alaska so uh, she saw a doctor right before we left who finally diagnosed her with this condition and it's such a like kind of rare thing that even a lot of the doctors she's talked to don't even know what it is like they have they have to research it themselves to then understand what it is she's dealing with so the the basic gist of it is that the um, blood supply to this little bone in her wrist is just going to continue to um, well actually at this point I think it might have stopped like it it, it, it there just is no blood supply to this uh, bone so it's going to continue to deteriorate until eventually it just collapses yeah weird yeah so when it collapses she will have to have some kind of surgery to basically fuse her wrist so she won't be able to bend her wrist very much like she already has very limited range of motion in her wrist on that arm she can only bend her hand back a certain amount Uh, but once she has this surgery to have it fused um, her her wrist will basically or her her arm will just basically be like a straight solid piece like she won't be able to bend her hand back and forward so that's going to be inconvenient, mm. especially as a nurse. You know, you got to be able to start I- IVs and things like that. So, of course, she's doing everything she can to try to prolong that. And so that involves wearing braces, um, doing physical therapy exercises. And uh, even once we got up to Alaska, seeing a specialist who, a hand specialist, who wanted to go in and um, do basically just like an exploratory uh, look at things. He wanted to put a scope in there to kind of get a sense of the damage and where, where we were at so that they can make a game plan, very minor surgery. Like it was outpatient. She was going to be in and out same day. No big deal. So this was in June of 2018. So just about two years ago. And so she goes in, has this little surgery. They, they make a small incision on the top of her wrist. They poke a little camera in there on a wire. Uh, poke around a little bit, flush some things out with some saline, just getting an idea of where things are um, going forward. So she has that surgery. We come out of there. Uh, They put her in like a little soft cast that she needs to wear for about a week or so and just send her home with uh, orders to, you know, just take it easy on it, keep it elevated, that sort of thing. So uh, we get, get home the next day. Uh, it was either the next day or the day after. I can't remember. Uh, but she basically is, you know, if if you know Jen at all, she is not somebody who is does very well with uh no routine or no like d- doesn't do well with sitting still. Basically, <laughs> so she's somebody who just like if she has a project and she has a task, she'll just go 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 all day. So. Being told that she has to go sit at home and sit on the couch and do nothing and, like, keep her arm elevated, that doesn't really work for her. You know, I got up that day and she's, like, already cleaning the house and, like, moving things around and, like, doing – just doing stuff, you know, doing dishes, doing – Living her life. Yeah, just doing everything.
1: Not resting.
2: Not resting, not doing what she's supposed to do, but – I can't tell her different. So, um, so one of the things that she was doing was, like I said, she was doing dishes. So she basically took all of our dishes that were dirty, anything that was out, just got all dumped into the sink and soapy water, the whole nine yards and everything. And she just let everything kind of soak in there for um, a few hours while she was cleaning the rest of the house. And I was like going about my day. Like it was a normal, I think it was a Monday. So like I had like... Some work stuff to do. Or actually, no, I think I was, I, I had stopped working by that point. So I was, I was in and out of the house. I was kind of like letting her do her thing, staying out of her way. And she, the, 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 basically the, um, what happened was that she just like, the pain medicine and everything just kind of got on top of her and everything came to a screeching halt. She went from like cleaning the entire house and doing everything all at once to I came home and she was passed out on the couch. So <laughs> she had just like completely like exhausted all of her energy. So I get home. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't feel too bad. I mean, I felt bad for her, but I couldn't blame her too much. So I come home and like, there's like laundry that needs to be folded. The dishes are still in the sink that need to be washed out. So I was like, well, I'll be the nice husband and like, I'll finish up the dishes. So I go over to the sink and, um, start cleaning everything out, get all the dishes into the dishwasher and all that. And the last thing that was in there was a uh, big cup with all of our silverware and stuff in it. And it had been sitting there, like I said, all day with stuff soaking in it and soapy water. And instead of... It wasn't actually a cup. It was actually a French press, which I'm assuming you're both familiar with? Yes. Okay. So this was a... uh, Specifically, it was a Starbucks brand French press. So it was... Instead of being one solid piece, it was two pieces. It was a glass jar that was sitting inside of like a plastic um, shell handle. So in order to get it completely clean, you have to uh, separate it. So you have to take the jar out of the plastic handle and then you can put both pieces into the dishwasher and wash it and it's all good from there.
1: Well, there's your first mistake is deciding anything needs to be completely
2: clean at that level of inconvenience. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I was trying to be the nice husband. I don't, I don't even drink coffee. That's the, that's the shitty part is that I don't even drink coffee. She's the one that drinks the coffee, but like I I was just trying to be nice. But, um, so I went to go, um, separate that out and put it in the dishwasher and I guess that this is the best we've been able to come up because she and I have kind of replayed this sequence of events a hundred times over the years. <laughs> um, the best we can come up with for why this happened, because this is also something I had done a thousand times before this day. I had cleaned that thing dozens of times and never had a problem. So I don't. We could not figure out why that day was different. But um, we think that maybe because it was sitting in the sink with like soapy water and everything just. sitting there for hours, that we think that between the plastic and the glass, a kind of vacuum seal had formed. Mm. And so at the bottom of the plastic uh, handle piece, at the very, very bottom, it's a plastic circle. And then in the very middle of it, there's a cutout where you can see the glass because that's where you're supposed to separate. You're supposed to push the glass jar out. It's supposed to just help you kind of get them into pieces. So I flipped it over on its side, took my left hand, and my left thumb specifically, and pushed to separate the uh, left or separate the jar from the handle. And as soon as I did that, it made this awful like dull kind of sound. And oh dear, my thumb broke through the bottom of the jar <gasps> and oh. because it was my left hand and I was pushing towards that side, it kind of curled. So when it curled, oh, no. it went right into the jagged glass. This was all happening within the space of, like, a second. And I I knew oh. what I had done. I had panicked. And when I panicked, I pulled my hand back. And that's probably what it did most of the damage, they told me afterwards. Because, you know, if it had just gone in and stayed in, that would have been one thing. But when I pulled back, I kind of shredded things. Oh. So I dropped the... I You know, I cussed. I was like, shit, fuck. And I dropped the the jar and the handle into the sink and i kind of immediately guarded like i pulled my pulled my hand in towards my um chest because i knew i i knew i was cut bad because it like blood started spurting out almost immediately in a lot mm. a lot of blood um so that started spreading out almost immediately uh she told me afterwards that uh she was on the couch she heard the glass break she heard me cussing and she was like He's being a baby. She was like <laughs> he she was like he dropped a glass and he's mad about it and she's like he's fine. So she doesn't come into the kitchen to check on me right away. It takes about 30 seconds. And I think it was just the fact that I didn't stop where I was like fuck shit god damn it. I was just really like really upset. So she finally comes into the room and
1: understandable. Yeah,
2: she finally comes into the room and she's like, "What is your problem? Like what happened?" and i told her and she's like okay let me see you know so i kind of like pulled my hand off of my jacket Aww. where my jacket is rapidly getting covered in blood and blood it didn't like spurt out like fountain spurt but it blood was still f- gushing and so she's like oh okay that's that's not good um all right put that back like she just kind of like do do what you were doing as you were <laughs> um and so The first thing she asked me, she was like, well, how bad does it hurt? And I said, it doesn't hurt at all, actually. And her entire demeanor and attitude completely changed at that point. She was like, oh, okay, so we need to go to the hospital. Like, it was because in her, I'm sure, nurse evaluation, like, she wanted to see if I had damaged any nerves or anything, which I... (laughs) Yeah, that means the nerves are trying. Spoiler, I had, yeah. So uh, she immediately starts kind of getting prepped to you know, get us out the door. And it's also like, it's like five, five, six o'clock at night on a Monday, you know? So like all the doctor's offices and stuff are like closing. So like, cause she called her at first she called her hand surgeon, uh, who she had the number Mm. for because she's like, that's the other thing. We're in Alaska. And if you don't know, don't know much about Alaska, like the thing with Alaska is there's generally like one, especially when you get into really hyper specific things like specialties um, there's generally maybe like one or two people if you're lucky in the whole state who can do the thing you need them doing so like hand surgeons for example like a really really good hand surgeon there might be like two in the whole state um everybody else is just like doing their best. <laughs> like <laughs> they've they've been lived in Alaska their whole lives <laughs> and you know, they don't really know much of anything else and they're just sort of like they're just doing their best. So she was like, I, I want to get you in with this guy. So she calls his office, but of course it's after five, so he's gone for the day. It's closed. She can't get a hold of him. So we went to the civilian hospital. We went to the civilian hospital and the doctor who well, before I before I get to that, let me I'm gonna share with with you in the chat are this is what our kitchen looked like in the Lizzie just girded themselves (laughs) Uh, this is what our kitchen looked like in the immediate aftermath of this incident Uh, so that's our sink that's our like oh god and you can see there's just like a streak of like it looks like a murder scene it looks like somebody like was trying to get away and like put their hand up to like (laughs) Escape and then just slid down and then blood. trailed down. Yeah. yeah, there's just kind of bl- and like I never did get around to taking a picture of the sink, but the sink had just like bloody glass all in it. Okay, so
3: that's not too yeah, bad. That's
2: not too, too bad. Um, so then we, we go to the civilian hospital, and the guy who is on call is I would say at least forever years old. Like, he, <laughs> he is clearly like the doc who is he, he just has to put in a couple of ER shifts every month to keep his, keep his medical license active. So like he just, he just comes in, does a couple shifts and he gets to keep his license, but he's not real. He's not a practicing physician really anymore. So, you know, he comes in, he looks at it. He's like, Oh yeah. It's like, fucked up but doesn't doesn't really give me any insight to how badly I'm injured you know and so he's like well yeah you're probably going to need surgery on it uh I'll have you follow up with a, a hand surgeon tomorrow for now let's just numb it up and and stitch you up so he, he injects into my thumb with a needle um well first before he does that he needs to inspect and make sure there's not any glass in my thumb so he puts on one of those like gloves things and goes to poke around in the hole in my thumb. And I up to this point, like I'm a I'm not somebody who's like I don't love blood and gore, but I also don't like faint at the sight of blood. So I was I was doing okay. I was holding my own. And then I saw him reach his finger into my thumb to poke around for glass and his fingertip disappeared up to the knuckle. And so it was like Oh, okay. <laughs> so like
1: Is there even enough room in your thumb to have that
2: happen? He kinda, he kinda went like he, I mean, like it was like the first knuckle, you know, like where your fingertip bends. So like we're talking about yeah. we're talking about maybe like I don't know, an inch, inch and a half. But it was enough to make my stomach like drop out of my chest to where I was like, Oh fuck. Like,
1: I I want you to know I'm over here like trying to figure out the logistics <laughs> of that, like putting my yeah, thumb same. my thumb next to my finger. It's,
2: it, it was so fucking like it, it it threw my brain for such a loop. It's unnatural. Yeah, it threw my brain for such a loop. And so then uh, he comes in and he injects my thumb with a shit ton of lidocaine. Like, just as much lidocaine okay. as you can possibly imagine to numb it up. And we didn't realize until after the fact that he put, like, way more than he probably should have because I didn't feel my thumb for about a day and a half. Like, I didn't feel anything. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so...
1: That's dangerous. Lidocaine can be toxic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and then he's like, okay, well, we're going to put some stitches in there now. And so he basically like, you remember that scene in, uh, I think it was Toy Story 2, where the guy stitches up Woody.
3: It
2: was, (laughs) it was like that, like the dude's hand was shaking and he's like okay he's got the like jeweler's glasses on and he's like all right we're gonna get in here and like What he puts three stitches in this thing when i finally got to a hand surgeon and had actual surgery on it i think they put somewhere in the neighborhood of like 15 to 20 in it he put three <laughs> so so i'm gonna share a couple of more pictures this this okay, first okay, one okay. this first one is it's okay going to be th- this is Actually, well, there's two the, because there's different lighting for two for both of them. But this is what it looked like in the ER that first night.
1: I'm horrified. I'm not ready. Oh, God. Yeah. After Jake's after Jake. And, I talk, know. And poor, so and poor
2: Jake. He had to he had to bear the brunt of this at the in, in the moment because I just needed to to share it with somebody. And I didn't want to worry my parents. So I was like. I'm just going to send this to Jake and just be like, isn't this fucked up? And he was like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> why, <laughs> why have you done this? So I'm going to drop these in there.
1: Good thing we haven't eaten dinner yet. That's all these, I'm going to say. Ha- it had been cleaned
2: these. up a little bit by this point, but uh, it's still pretty chunky. Like, Oh, God. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so... <gasps>
1: That's like you you cut like halfway through your thumb. Yeah.
2: yeah, I really did. Okay,
1: I get I get how he shoved his finger in there mm-hmm. now. You're he shoved it in the bottom yeah. half.
2: Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, because the cut so if I'm not doing a very good job of drawing a word picture here, the cut was like right below the knuckle line of on the backside where your thumb print would be. The cut was basically right across or just underneath of that first knuckle line. So it basically went in, and then you can kind of see on the bottom there where that red streak is. I think that's where it turned into the glass, and then I pulled back, Mm -hmm. and I shredded things. Mm -hmm. So he put three stitches in that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. That makes sense.
2: So uh, he put three stitches in it and a shitload of lidocaine and sent me on my way. So I go home that night. I'm, I'm doing fine, other than the fact that, my thumb is swollen and like uncomfortable. I'm not in any pain because I don't even know that I have a thumb because he put so much lidocaine in it.
1: I just need to tell you, I'm not normally woozy about shit, but I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm a little, I'm a little extra sweaty. I was hot before, but now I'm like, oh, I'm feeling Yeah, a it's gross. a little,
2: it's a little much. Um, so <sighs> okay, the next
1: Lizzie scrolled up for us. We're it fine. just so
2: happens that the the next morning, Jen was supposed to have her follow up appointment with her um her hand surgeon for her wrist, so they have me in this like giant bulky like brace thing and a bandage and I went with her to her appointment and so it's a very like standard post-surgery appointment like five days later or whatever they they're supposed to be like hey hey how's things going good all right see you in six months like that kind of thing it's it's supposed to be as routine mm-hmm. as it gets yeah. so we go into this appointment we're sitting there and the guy comes in and is supposed to be looking at her and he's like, "So, hey, how's it going?" Like he hasn't even looked up from his chart yet. He's like, "Hey, how's things going? How's things healing up?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm fine." Look at him. And like <laughs> so she's she like basically like grabs my hand, plops it down on the table, and you know, he he looks at it and he's like, "Oh, shit." He's like, "How'd you do that?" And I explained it, told him the whole story. Um, and for reference, these are the stitches that he originally put in. This is what this is what the actual professional doctor was forced to look at of what Dr. Einstein put in him the night before. like this is this is this is this is me patched up. like this is me fixed. you see like it's like, that's all he it's did? It's like gaping. Like, there's, like, there's still yeah. a solid, like, half inch hole. Open wound. Yeah. And he, like, called that good. He was. And now you can also see, now that all the blood is gone, you can see how far down that line extends. That, like, yeah. I was yeah. almost around to the front side. So I, it was really yeah. bad. So he. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm kind of ambidextrous, but, like, writing and stuff, I do right handed.
3: So okay. I, I was okay, Ooh, okay. for that.
2: And I, that, that's another important part of the story, too, is that uh, Jen's cast was on her right arm. So she's in a, a cast on her right arm. I have now fucked up my left hand. So it he looked at it for about two minutes and declared it to be bad enough that he was like, have you eaten breakfast today? He was like, because if not, I'll take you into surgery right now. Like, you <laughs> might not ever use this thumb again. <laughs> was basically the gist of it. Like, I had fucked it up that bad and um i think i don't remember why i didn't go into surgery that day either i had already eaten or they didn't have the supplies or something but basically i was in surgery like 6 a.m the next morning but what happened between that appointment and 6 a.m the next morning was uh all the lidocaine wore off (gasps) so i woke up i went to bed the night before at like regular time and i woke up at about like two in the morning and like when you go in for surgery like as I'm sure you guys are aware you have both had surgery like you're not allowed yeah. to have any pain medicine you're not allowed to have any um, food you're not allowed to have anything after yeah. midnight because they want you they want you on an empty stomach for anesthesia so I hadn't taken anything because I still wasn't feeling any pain so I went to bed everything was fine I woke up at about like 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning and and I my thumb felt like it had like a white hot poker running through it instead of a bone like it was just the worst searing pain I've ever felt in my life like probably like eight to nine out of ten constant it was awful and it was keeping me awake like I could nothing I could do would fix it and so like I basically sat in our on our couch in our living room downstairs and like basically just like chewed on the end of my thumb for three hours. (laughs) Like just like chewed on the the joint at the end, anything to distract my brain from how bad the rest of my thumb hurt. And so we finally get to go into the hospital, do the surgery and everything. Um, Basically they told me afterwards I tore, I tore through the nerve. I tore through, I think at least one artery and I tore through like 90 something percent of the tendon. Like the tendon was basically like hanging on by a shred.
1: It was like hamburger Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was the thing. He's, he was like, You didn't cut it so much as you shredded it. Like you just took a chainsaw to the whole thing. Like just, it was in, in pieces. So, uh, yeah. So that was not fun, uh, at all. And then immediately after that, so. They put me in this like big bulky cast on my left arm. Jen uh for whatever reason, I don't maybe her stitches weren't ready to come out or something. She was also in a cast. So for about a week, week or two, um we had one good set of arms between the two of us. Like mm-hmm. I had my right arm and she had her left arm, but we did not have both. <laughs> so
1: oh that re- that's like the The arm break and back surgery story for us. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Like you, you you really learn to like rely on each other and like you, you learn how difficult it is to do very simple tasks when you're laid up, you know, like we would have to take turns wrapping each other's arms in saran wraps so that we could take showers because like, it's like, all right, you, you go first, I'll wrap your arm. Then you do, then you do mine. Like, just the worst. You
1: also learn how to ask for
2: help. Yeah, yeah. Tying shoes was an issue. Like mm. brushing your teeth. You ever tried to get toothpaste onto a toothbrush with? I mean, I'm sure Lizzie has dealt with this problem. Yeah, like it's fucking awful. So yeah, so that was that was not fun. And then um, I had to go to about that was in the end of June. So I was in the cast until like early July, like right after 4th of July. And this was what greeted me when I came, when I came out of the cast. So when I, oh, I'm when so I afraid. went, this was like a week, 10 days later, got out of the cast. This uh, scorched stump was what awaited me on the other side. Jesus Christ, That's so many stitches. Yeah, a lot of stitches, a lot of just crusty dried blood uh there was some ink in there from the surgical incisions like it was just it was a mess it was, it was a nasty nasty mess and we got out of that and i went to physical therapy for about three or four months basically had to relearn how to use my thumb again like i couldn't um because i had cut through so many like nerves and stuff like i still have a dead spot in my thumb like the whole inside of my left thumb is just numb i don't i don't have any Mm -hmm. sensation over there um but when i first came out of the cast it was most of my thumb like most of my thumb was just dead and like i would go to like try to make a thumbs up and it would like barely lift i they part of my like exercises was trying to make like the number four like where you pull your thumb to the opposite side of your hand yeah and when i would try to do it it wasn't even so much that I couldn't get it all the way over there. It was like it wouldn't even bend. Like it would just twitch. Like it would just, Aww. it would just do this sad little like twitch. And yeah, that took me, it took me a solid like three or four months of physical therapy, like three or four times a week. Um, just doing all sorts of shit, like massaging Play Doh and like digging through boxes yep. of uh, like plastic shards of things. Like it was not, it wasn't fun, but um that's
1: that's that's how it was with my hand after my car accident when i was 19
2: yeah yeah you again like you don't realize how much you rely on that stuff until you don't have it and it just like completely fucks you up and so last one i have for you is this picture here that was this was probably about a month out like stitches have come out by this point it's starting to heal uh but it still looks pretty ugly um And it it took a good long while for it to look like like now it looks pretty much like a normal thumb. If you're really if you know what you're looking for, you can see the scars, but you wouldn't know it just by looking at me because it it functions normally, which I'm very thankful for. Like it's it's basically except for the dead areas. It's basically a normal thumb, which is great. But um, it was a long process to get to that point. (laughs) Like It was that 2018 was not a fun year. I thought it was the worst year ever until 2020 came along. But
1: that was my twenty seventeen.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, twenty seventeen was the shit year for Lauren and I. Whew,
1: okay. So um, that's
2: that's the thumb story. And uh if anybody has a strong stomach or is just morbidly curious, you know, hit me up on Instagram and I will share all of these pictures with you. because <laughs> uh, I keep them in my phone. Oh. And uh, what's your Instagram <laughs> handle for people who might not Dan, listen to our uh
0: to our uh, um promos at the end of our
2: episode? <laughs> e On Instagram Uh, and you can also find some videos on Instagram Uh, I kind of chronicled my my process through physical therapy uh, back then of like this is what it looked like last week and now this is what it looks like this week like as far as my movement range of motion stuff goes because I wanted to know for myself like am I actually getting any better because it's hard to know like when you're when you're just doing it day by day it's really hard to tell but big shout out to not only the, the surgeon up there who did an amazing job putting me back together, but also the physical therapy people that I saw who put me through all sorts of fucking torture, up to and including this fucking, they, they call it scar massage.
1: Oh, yep, uh-huh. yep, 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 done that, yep. Were they like roll yeah, it? Yeah,
2: did you get the, did you get the like blunt metal edge on yours? Because. No. Yeah, they did that with mine. Mine
1: was, um, mine because of where it was on the top of my hand. Mm they just i have two like mickey mouse glove scars on the top of my right hand and so the the occupational therapists would like pinch and roll it because there was more flat surface to do that with on like your thumb where it was probably more um tricky to yeah it was a
2: smaller area and it was more like uneven area plus there's a lot more nerve endings on the front on the the pad side of your fingers versus the backs so there was like this metal piece
1: Medical stuff has been had all around, and Daniel, I'm glad your thumb survived. Yeah, it did. Yeah. What? And I'm I'm so glad after a year of close friendship and us <laughs> teasing this story that I would that I refuse to hear on anything other than the lounge that it's finally it's been finally, heard. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like it's brought us closer together as co-hosts. And it's probably
2: brought you closer to Jake too because now you can share in his pain of having seen the pictures. <laughs> because Jake is Jake has been yeah. adamant ever since that he wants he never wants to hear this story again, and he never wants to like see the pictures ever again.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell him not to listen to this episode then. He's like <laughs> yeah, it like, yeah, pops with up this. in
2: his feed. One thing
1: we'll let him know not to listen to this one. One thing they didn't
2: like impress upon me when I was doing the physical therapy and stuff was that how like basically for like a solid 6 months or so, my thumbprint disappeared. Like my th- huh. my thumb yeah. was just smooth for like a solid 6 Weird. months after that. And it which normally like you know well, I, do I need a thumbprint like is that is that like required like um the only thing that it really like affected me in my day-to-day life with was um picking up like glasses of water like if I'd go to a restaurant and like have like oh, a, remember that yeah. remember, remember going places have texture on your hand um, yeah
3: yeah
1: remember going places remember doing stuff <laughs> I
2: would the, the waiter would like bring a glass of water to the table and I would go to pick it up to take it to my mouth and if I wasn't like Consciously aware of what I was doing and like making sure that I gripped extra with my other four fingers, the whole glass would just slip through my hand. Oh! And so it would be like, and like almost punch myself in the face. <laughs> like it was, it was really pathetic. And uh, and also too, I developed this like severe glass aversion for a solid like hmm. three or four months afterwards. Like I only used plastic cups. I would, I still won't make coffee for Jen. Like if it's, if I was like, if you're drinking coffee, you're on your own. I'm not. I'm not doing anything with it. But you, you
1: have your beautiful new coffee maker.
2: It's true, yeah. Frank, Frank was helping me out more than he knew with giving me that coffee. Yeah,
1: maker. I, 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 feel you on that. There was, there was a good year where I was so nervous to be in the front seat of a oh, car. I can't even
2: imagine. Yeah.
1: Like that's that's part of why I don't have my licenses because like um, that car accident happened when I was about 17. So I had gone through my driver's ed. I had done all my driver's permit stuff, but I hadn't quite done the test yet. Because I was taking my sweet time, and then we were in a car accident, which put me off driving for Lord knows how long. And then I went to college in Chicago, where, like, okay, I don't have access to a car, and why would I need to drive? Right. And then 10 years later, I just don't have my license between the epilepsy and that accident. I'm just like, yeah. no, I'm good, fam.
0: And I still, uh, speaking of aversions that we have after accidents, stairs. I still, yeah, I still get lightheaded whenever I'm looking down a particularly big set of stairs. Yeah. Since that's what happened with mine, yeah, I'm just like I just get to it, and I'm just like, okay, this is happening. I try to, and I have like one, I have one arm firmly planted on the railing at all times.
1: Between my vertigo and Lizzie's fall, we take our sweet time on stairs.
0: Going up is fine, but going down is.
1: (sighs) But I'm very proud of you.
2: This is why we all remain seated at a desk like in front of a microphone that's the only place where the where we're all safe because it's our safety safe
1: well i'm safe as long as it's not a flashing screen that's
2: true yeah Yeah, okay
1: well we're mostly
2: safe we're as safe as we can hope to be Uh.
1: guys can you believe it's already been an hour
2: yeah that i mean i'm sorry i'm a very long-winded and that's a very long it's a very long no no that's okay it's that was a very intricate story it's totally fine
1: we're not always going to come to the lounge with this level no, of planning. Yeah, so.
0: Or yeah. this
2: level of gore. Like, there definitely,
0: there definitely yep. won't be pictures.
1: Sorry, guys. Every
0: single yeah, time. Yeah, there'll definitely be more uh, more current events. Like, what's new in COVID land? And, like... What day of quarantine are we up to and, now? And, yeah, exactly. And how irresponsible is Lizzie this week? And
1: <laughs> Oh, we'll get there.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll get there.
1: For now, you haven't been. Starting next week, you might be.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh. All right, folks. So that was our very first, our pilot episode, if you will, of uh, the lounge. We hope you've enjoyed. You know, par- apologies if you're squeamish. I'll put a content warning on this one. Uh, just, just because there's a lot. There's a lot. And like Daniel said, you can hit him up for those pictures on Instagram. If you're, <laughs> if you're not so squeamish, in- get at me. <laughs> yeah. If you're so, if you're so inclined. Um, other than that, uh, do we want to plug
2: anything? Fuck no. This is the Patreon thing. Like. Yeah, no, this, okay. is, this is for thank, fun. If you already are a patron, okay. thank you. If you are considering becoming one and you like this type of content and any other potential type of bonus content you can imagine, then hit us up over on patreon.com slash setting the tone podcast and make this like a monthly thing. Because we have fun doing it, we have fun. We have fun doing all of it, but like we particularly have fun doing stuff like this where we don't have to do any research. We could just come and tell you fucked up stories about our thumbs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the next one will feature my the full broken arm story, like the full the the gore not the gory details because there's no gore, but like the full <sighs> like the detailed aftermath of the of Daniel, me falling downstairs. There's the stairs. a cloud
1: outside our window right now that looks like a hand <laughs> flexing with that's with its thumb <laughs> out, and I'm sending you a picture. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I promise after that, guys, I'm going to put censorship on a little bit less medical talk and a little bit more just funsies talk, so. Yeah.
0: Well, the world isn't exactly funsies right now. That's so. why
1: I want funsies talk here.
0: Yeah, uh, and shout out to uh, Hot Dad, that is, I guess is the name <laughs> of the recording artist, who uh, is doing our our theme. I'm sorry if it threw you off. Uh. Yeah, that,
2: that's, that's, we're only, don't worry, don't worry, we are going to keep Drew's uh, theme on the main timeline, so if you adore that one as much as we do that will be on all the main episodes this is only going to be like lounge and maybe like lighter hearted bonus stuff it's not going to be on anything um anything like that you consume on a regular basis yeah
0: so it's uh what did you say it was bandcamp.com slash hot dad yeah hot Uh,
2: dad.bandcamp.com he's a super cool guy like he does kind of this was part of the the track you heard at the beginning of this episode is um it's like a an album he did of reworked theme songs for a bunch of shows. I think it was called the TV album. Um, So he basically just took like different shows and just made like funny parody versions of all their themes. Um, And we happened to like his ER one and reached out to him and he could not have been nicer about letting us use it. And uh, we just really like all of his stuff.
0: Uh, Lauren stepped away. So we're going to say goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. And again, we hope you, we hope you enjoyed. And if you want to feel like, Throwing us some money. Patreon.com slash This Home Podcast. Daniel, you got anything else? Nope.
2: Love you guys. Bye. Bye.